I they filled a hole. They filled a hole known as a dashboard. <laughs> I like how that's what you do when you have a dashboard. I don't know People why they either get the little like hula girl or they get homies. Yeah, two really culturally sensitive artifacts. Or it's just covered <laughs> in like trash and receipts. See that I can't do. I don't like it when I have a bunch of stuff up there and then there's a reflection when you're trying to drive. Yeah, it's dangerous. But there's so many cars like that, I mean, especially around here that you see that are just, like, covered in shit and, like, I mean, not literal shit, but shit. A lot of people around here are just constantly living through one crisis or another. Yeah. They're just going from crisis to crisis. Just one crisis called their life in Humboldt County. Yeah. It's like, that's the whole thing, like, and I mean, I'm guilty of it, too, in a way, because, like, if you get in my truck, it's not clean in there. It's not that bad, though. Like, I've seen, I mean, I've seen the worst of the worst like going to trailer parks in McKinleyville. Like I used to go buy weed from this guy in New Orleans and he had shag carpeting and dogs and he was super into tool. And but he was also like he looked like a 90s hippie. Does that make sense like a 90s hippie? Like not someone cool who might like be uh. all like at Woodstock but someone who looks like they'd be at a spin doctor's concert. Okay, yeah, I could imagine that. Anyway, he had dogs, and the dogs would shit on the shag carpet, and they'd leave just piles. Oh, my God. And he would just not do anything about it. Dude, that reminds me, I think I told you about this. Um, my friend, or my brother's, he was more my brother's friend, Mitch, who passed away a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, he died like a stroke or something. Yeah, and so we were staying at his house. and Some of my friends knew him. Yeah, he was he was a pretty like um, sociable person out in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Like he he was a really great guy. I love that guy. R.I.P. Um, he, we were staying at his house, and there was just all of this brown stuff that we assumed was dirt just everywhere, all throughout the. First of all, like it was all wood in floors house. in the house. If all you wood find floors. stuff like that, don't assume it's dirt. I mean, yeah, I've learned that lesson. So it was just all throughout the house, all over the wood floors. And um, I think our second night there, mm-hmm. we, like, saw the dog take a shit, like, somewhere. <laughs> and then he just stepped in it and ran <laughs> everywhere. The and, dog did. Yeah. And Mitch was just like, oh, god damn it. And we're like, wait, so this is all just shit, like, everywhere? And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's everywhere. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I can't clean it up. I don't it's know like- what to do. <laughs> what we're, if- like, sleeping, like, on this bare mattress in the dining room. That was just covered in like dog shit. What time of year was it? Um, it was May, so it was it's really just hot. To get warm. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the hot, the most like humid environment I've ever experienced. You oh, just walk God. outside and you start sweating. I mean, you live there, so you know. Yeah. It's like disgustingly hot, and we're, all of our clothes are because we're sleeping in our clothes. All of our clothes are just covered in like flakes of dog shit. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was a good time. Um, again, like Mitch was a really fun dude and I loved him, but it was, he was, he, he was the kind of guy that like never grew out of the, the punk house kind of phase. Like he just, like he, the only curtain on his windows was, a uh, a leather jacket with a bunch of like patches on it and like yeah. studs. It wasn't even covering the whole window. It was just like a corner of it. Those guys are amazing. I loved it because I only had to experience it for like a week. Yeah. And then I went back to you go like take a shower and you're dirtier. Yeah. <laughs> His toilet was fucking disgusting. Like I don't think I even took a shit in his toilet the whole time it was just like no it took a shit on you yeah. <laughs> you go in the bathroom and you come out and you have more shit on you 
R.I.P. Yeah, he was a real one. It was he was great. When I lived there, uh, there was this bar we used to go to sometimes when the other bars were like tiresome to us. Because I lived in a neighborhood uptown with like a bunch of dive bars. And uh, this one had laundry on the premises. So every now and then <laughs> it had laundry and pool. and Because a lot of them are open like 24 hours, right? Yeah, they just close whenever there's yeah. no one there anymore. And so there was the Brothers 3 that we didn't go to after a while because this guy got stabbed in there. And we were all scared of it. But, like, it turns out the guy that got stabbed was, like, a really old man who stabbed another really old man. <laughs> And then <laughs> so it was payback for that initial stabbing? <laughs> it was, like, just some weird internecine warfare that had to do with some guys who were probably, like, fucking each other or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so, then we go to uh, Miss May's, which was a really cheap bar, but where you could get a, a mixed drink for a buck fifty and a beer for a dollar. But Miss May would sit there, and she had this wig. She was this weird, weathered, old white woman who looked like a orangutan that was made out of beef jerky like her skin was <laughs> she really had a big beehive she had a big beehive hairdo and it was a real trash hole but there were some rules in there one of them is you couldn't come in there dressing urban like if you came in there dressed as a homie <laughs> no they wouldn't good. let you in there so you couldn't wear a uh, uh, tank top one time my friend Joe and I actually went in there without pants on <laughs> to prove that it we had long t-shirts on to cover up that we weren't wearing pants and mm. then we just made pants out of some rags and they got, we got kicked out for a while. But the point I was trying to get to with Miss Mays is you also couldn't swear. And we were... In the were, bar? Yeah. And I would get kicked out of there all the time for swearing. Well, I'm surprised you got kicked out for not wearing pants. I mean, that's not urban attire. Well, I only got that's kicked out because cool I, I pointed out to the bartender or to the bouncer that I wasn't wearing pants. And he, he like, cracked. <laughs> he, like, started smiling and he looked away. Because, like, we wanted to see how many dress rules we could break if we didn't break the no tank top rule. No tank top and no do-rag. So we didn't have do-rags on our tank tops. Uh-huh. We broke, like, every other rule we could find. I had socks hitched up to where some just rags met. <laughs> so it, it was just this really stupid thing. And the guy, like, was like, you guys are – he knew us. They all knew us. So they were like, get out of here. You can't come back for a week. So we'd go – For a week. <laughs> Well, you don't get blacklisted. You just say, "Hey, come back in a week." He didn't have speci- some fucking pants we didn't on. Get, yeah, he didn't specify the amount of time, but um, we just assumed it was. A, we'd be like, "All right, we'll just come back when his shift's over." But yeah. Miss May's <laughs> never closed except they would clean it like once in the morning. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> we went to this other place during when we were day drinking sometimes, and uh, I'm not gonna say the name of it because it's disgusting. But they had. Um, a little bit of everything, including a, a short order kitchen in the back. Mm-hmm. And and the girl who worked there, one of my roommates would hook up with every now and then when they both got like blacked out. Mm-hmm. And she had a scar on her arm from climbing over a cemetery fence and falling and getting impaled on it. Oh, I knew a, I knew a person that yeah that happened to as well. Not she, a cemetery, but same deal. Same deal. And she was, like, stuck on that fence for, like, two or three hours before they... Oh, my God. (laughs) So she had this crazy scar. And she was, like, an interesting person, but uh, definitely someone that, like, was a little rough. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she had this dog, this, like, big, gross pit bull that would slobber all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in there once. I'm kind of getting a long way around, around to what you were talking about. Was sitting in there, 
and it was like three in the afternoon. It's like middle of summer, hot as fuck outside. We're just sitting there eating French fries and drinking, and, and I think someone's doing their laundry. And uh, the dog just walks out, kind of looks at me, and then takes this big shit on the floor. <laughs> just like this big shit, like, <laughs> like almost. <laughs> Beyond belief, uh-huh. like the size of my head, <laughs> and then just goes like and grunts and goes stands by, like waddles <laughs> behind the bar again, and we're like, "What?" I'm trying to remember this. Well, whatever. I, I can't remember the dog's name, but we told the lady, "We're like, hey." So, and she's all, "Ah, damn it, not again." <laughs> and this will be ingrained in my head forever. She goes behind the bar, grabs the mop that you use to mop the bar oh. up with, and takes it out of the bucket puts it on the turd and just pushes it <laughs> back and forth, smearing turd and mop water around and then putting it back in the mop bucket, then taking it out and smearing it around until... Until it's just diluted enough <laughs> to where you can't see the shit, but it's yeah. everywhere. Like the way that you would like make watercolors. Yeah. <laughs> oh the God. way that you would mix oil paints or something this on a palette. so bad. And I'm just sitting there like, well... I don't want any more French fries. Yeah. <laughs> just, I kind of lost my appetite. I don't know why. My buddy and I are looking at each other and we're just like, what? <laughs> this was, I'm like 26 years old or something. This was like my heavy drinking, just like loser peer. I better be careful what I talk about. Uh, even that was too much for you. Yeah, also just the idea of talking about my loser period, like it's in the past tense. Yeah. <laughs> it's when I was a loser. <laughs> yeah. Back when I had this sort of real degrading kind of Bukowski-esque lifestyle. Oh, wait. He says sitting on a mattress that's on the floor. <laughs> First of all. No, it's a good move. That's how I lived for a while. This is how monks live. <laughs> keep telling yourself that, man. This is an expensive mattress and it's clean. You should have seen how I slept before. I used to sleep on a sleeping bag that was on top of another sleeping bag on the floor. That's better than the Andrew Mart move where he would just have... Um, Let's go ahead and throw his name out there. Let's the, not worry about lawsuits. <laughs> He's not going to... I'll sue him before he sues me. But he... Uh, it's actually a good idea. He just would have a pile of dirty laundry and sleep on that. Not even a bed or See, anything. See, I thought he slept on that. I've seen, I've seen him like lie down on and around trash, too. I Yeah, I mean, whatever... Can you be used as a cushion, I guess? He's like a dragon, but instead of guarding like treasure. <laughs> so, yeah, instead of a bunch of gold coins, yeah. it's just a bunch of McDonald's wrappers yeah. and old Big Macs he didn't want to finish. But uh, New Orleans, like, I fucking love New Orleans. It's so cool yeah, because there was a this one um, girl that was mitch's like ex-girlfriend i think and we were like talking to her and we're like yeah we're staying at mitch's house her name's crustina (laughs) she was really cool she was we're like yeah we're staying at mitch's house and it was like me and my brother and um she was like oh my god you're staying at mitch's house that's disgusting like come stay at my place so we're like okay we'll stay there for a night because we didn't really have any like um set plans Mm -hmm. and so we assumed that she had this like nice place that was super clean and we go and it's like just a tiny bit like less disgusting than mitch's place and we just hung out with her like in the like late afternoon because we're gonna stay at her place we didn't really have anything to do 
and her and her like weird kind of crust punk boyfriend just got wasted by like 4 p.m. They were taking bong rips out of this bong that looked like it had never been cleaned. They probably had it for like 10 years. Yeah. The water was like black. It was just like the weirdest experience. And um, we, but we did sleep there. There was another guy too that we met that was sleeping on Mitch's couch that mm-hmm. um, he bought a 40 the first night that we got there. And I shit you not, he made that 40 last for the next three days. And he just didn't leave the couch. Like, I think the second night he had, like, a girl with him that was sleeping on the couch. And he was just taking little sips off the 40. Um, He was just a very uh, industrious guy. Plot twist. It was full of methadone. (laughs) Yeah. That's why he never (laughs) left the couch. Yeah, he's like, no. I went out with him to, like, a market. Or it was, like, a bar, like, Mm -hmm. market thing. I don't know. It was confusing. Well, that was his home drink. Yeah, and then he'd go out and but he didn't borrow money. That was another thing. He was a very honorable, industrious guy. He didn't borrow money and he he uh made a forty last for three days. So I really respect that. I don't remember his name. <laughs> I I don't know if he's alive at this yeah, point, but you met God. <laughs> um <laughs> I had a roommate in New Orleans who uh had long hair and he was like always doing dirtier things that I would be interested in doing. I'd hang out with him like a few times a week, like maybe two nights, and then I'd be like, I can't live like this, man. <laughs> and then I'd go home to my girlfriend, and then he lived downstairs in the place I lived in, so I'd hear him like come home late at night, and it was just some nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, dude, one day, he, he's like, I got lice. And I'm like, if you give me lice, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he was like, don't act all fucking high and mighty. Like, you couldn't get it to. We both had long hair, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, what were you doing last night? He's all, dude, there's fucking bushes everywhere. You walk around, the bushes are hanging down, and your head rubs against them. That's how you get lice. And you can get lice. And I was like, really? Is that true? And he's like, yeah. I was like, so what were you doing last night? And it's like he tells me the story about waking up in a trap house and getting in a fight with a heroin addict <laughs> over a guitar that someone had allegedly given him the night before. Like, someone had been like, he he was hanging out blackout drunk on the floor of this fucking like shooting gallery, and he's like talking to this guy about how he loves like he they, he plays guitar, and getting like you know dr- sincere drunk like four a.m. sincerity uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. And he was like, you know, you're oh, telling just, your secrets. Yeah, I just fucking love. And then the guy's like, you can have this one. You know, you can have it. Gives him this guitar. He wakes up in the morning to like get the guitar, and just out of the corner of the room, this like pile of like clothes and garbage just kind of rustles and this person pops out who he didn't even know was there was like no man I got dibs on that guitar (laughs) 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 they got in this like fight over the guitar him still like like blind drunk from the night before and this other guy presumably on some kind of fucking intoxicant combination and uh, he's telling me that with a straight face Whilst trying to tell me that he got fucking lice from bushes. It was the bushes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It, w- it wasn't that dirty house that probably hadn't been cleaned since the first person moved in there in 1982. Right. It wasn't like the house that's like the center of a soon-to-be-released documentary about how AIDS spread in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like so gross. I ended up having to kick him out because he kept being really really bad we just weren't getting along he was drinking really heavily wouldn't like 
dial back. I didn't care about any of his like personal behavior, but it's like he wouldn't dial shit back that was like starting to affect us, you know, like saying really horrible things around my girlfriend. Fucking your girlfriend. No, but he did something that was almost worse. He would steal her moisturizing lotion to beat off with. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'd go downstairs to see what he was up to. I was like, hey, dude, how you doing? And then I'd be like, and I'd be like, why does that smell like? And then I'd be like, dude, look, she, she's already complained <laughs> about this. You just go to the store, get a little Vaseline or something. Like, what? Just spit on your hand. Yeah. Whatever you have to do. Yeah. You don't need lotion, man. You don't need lotion, man. And he's like, whoa. And he's like, you fucking judging me. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. You get really mad. <laughs> You're getting all high and mighty now, yeah. acting like you don't steal her moisturizer. Who do you think you are? <laughs> it's like, no, I don't, actually. Oh, God. What, you don't beat off with moisturizer? No, I have sex with my girlfriend yeah. <laughs> who smells like the moisturizing lotion the, that's all over your penis right now. Forgetting about the living situation here, I live with a woman. and <laughs> I live with a woman who your penis smells like now. <laughs> How's that supposed to make me feel, man? Yeah. I mean, it. I mean, not to be selfish, but like on some level, like it was a little creepy. It was a little like Buffalo Billish. Yeah, I mean, Good. and it's just like really. I mean, moisturizer can't cost that much, or just like that's any. a funny thing. This stuff did. So he was using the fancy moisturizer. <laughs> he was using her expensive moisturizing lotion to beat off. I mean, wasn't that like? I don't know, because I've like jacked off with stuff early on in my jacking off career where it really like hurt my penis like getting into your dick dick hole um, you know what i mean no i don't <laughs> i actually don't like use a, moisturizing lotion. like hot wax and uh uh pee 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 does pee hurts inside your dick hole <laughs> yeah i think that's something else man yeah no i might have some I, I don't know. I, I, I gotta. I've, I've been meaning to check that out for a while because every time pee is in my dick hole, it kind of burns a little bit. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Anywho, you I ever, watched uh, what? You ever had gonorrhea? No, I haven't. Someone I know has. I'm not gonna name them, but uh, okay. I hope that I never get it. Uh, why? It's an easy fix. Sound, well, yeah, you just take like a pill and it goes away. Or you just take a shot in the ass or something. But it just sounds so painful when you get... And can't you, like, have it, but you don't know for, like, six months, and then you, like, start having symptoms? I have no idea. I've never had it. Well, this is just what I've read. Mm. <laughs> this is just secondhand. This is what I've heard from this person that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I haven't, and I... That sounds like the worst of... I mean, not the worst of the STDs, but it, it, kind of the most embarrassing. I think the worst of the STD is whichever one kills you. That's a good point, yeah. Which nowadays is arguably COVID, because you can live with HIV. You can, but there's going to be that vaccine that comes out, and... What if the vaccine just gave everyone HIV? (laughs) They're like, well, we had to use the retrovirus to... George W. Bush is just like, yeah, man, come on. Oh, my God, the fact that they're trying to sell the vaccine to people by having... The three last presidents who were like the least trusted in the I America. love that. Like it's so funny seeing that picture of them together. They're all just looking like cool guys and like, We'll get the vaccine, why won't you? Right. Yeah. There's a bit of a there's there's a trust deficit there. Yeah. I mean who is who's looking at that like, Oh, okay. Well, I know who's looking at that saying that they will get it after the Is first. there somebody who if they got the vaccine, like somebody in the public eye who if they got the vaccine you'd be like, Okay. 
Mm. And I want to be clear, I'm not like an anti-vaxxing person. I don't, it's not that. It's just the question of like, if you're skeptical of whether or not this is going to hurt you, whether it's been just like rolled out in a hurry, you know, or whether or not these people are even taking it, because you sort of feel like whenever a really rich person gets COVID, they usually are fine. Yeah. So that would suggest that high-end medical treatment seems to be the way to get out of this disease. But my wonder is like, if if there were like one, is there somebody in the public eye that if they got the vaccine, you'd be like, oh, that person's unimpeachable. Probably Miley Cyrus. You trust her? Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I can follow that trail. I, I think you could, at the same time, you could be a 100% into the idea of immun- immunization and, and vaccines and then also be totally open about your skepticism that the government as it is right now with its private most specifically not the government but like the private sector and that like satanic partnership between the government and the private sector yeah that whatever they might wheel out would be very likely to like well, bore been, holes into your fucking like you know RNA or something and it's been so quick like they're turning it out so quick like i mean for good Supposedly, reason you know yeah, i mean yeah. it's just like people are really kind of I mean, not people, but companies are really kind of like. I mean, there. How many companies at this point have been working on a COVID vaccine? It's like Pfizer's the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chipotle. Chipotle has the whole guacamole thing. Was yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna shit on it. I don't know what it's all about, but I think it'd be really funny if it was like the people who did the vaccine was like Hollywood or something. It was like AMC theaters or just like. Look, we're going to go under unless we figure this thing out. So it's time that we get a vaccine going real quick. Or, no, it's some dude named, like, Slick Jimmy, but you find out. Or Slick Rick, but he's got, like, the trademark on all the, like, South Florida wet t-shirt competitions. And he's like, I can't do shit with spring break, which is coming up in just about three months. I can't do shit with that until we have a vaccine. So I'm going to pour all of my resources into figuring out what this is and how to fix it. I would get a Slick Rick vaccine before I would get a Pfizer vaccine, just on principle. Not because I trust Slick Rick, but because I feel like I would feel better about myself. There's First of all, there's a lot of drugs I would buy off the street before I bought them out of a pharmacy. That's something that I thought about, too. It's like, I would probably pay money for this research chemical that I, I can't even pronounce the name, and I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck is in it. But I probably wouldn't get the COVID vaccine right away, which I don't know. Maybe that says something about me. But I've I've asked a lot of people about this, and literally everyone I ask is like, "I'm not. I I, I really hope they get this vaccine going. There's no way I'm trying it when it first comes out." Yeah, I'm gonna wait a couple of months probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess ideally you would wait like a year. It'd be funny it would be if they tried it like they did give it to all three, you know, of the previous presidents. Apart from Carter, who are still alive, and they all just died. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, it, but different ways. Like George Bush is like shitting out of his eyes, <laughs> like he's just bleeding out of his eyes, and just like like but bleeding shit. Yeah, bleeding like stomach acid out of his eyes. Um, fucking. I mean, it's you could make the argument that there's not much you could do to make Bill Clinton look more like a corpse at this point in time. But but what if he? It, it would be funny if one of them died in a car crash too. So it's kind of inconclusive. 
Yeah, Obama crashes a helicopter into his compound. Yeah. <laughs> and <I'm just> like, <laughs> Takes out Malia, too. No, that would be nuts. That would be a Kobe. Kobe I was movie. just going to say, like, last year started with, this year started with Kobe and his daughter dying. Yeah. It ends with Obama and his daughter dying. That would be bad. That would be I bad. I don't want any of that. I mean, I... I don't want anyone to die. That's not except true. Except for George W. Bush, I guess. I don't like... I mean, look, I don't like any of the presidents I mentioned, but I don't want their kids to die or anything. That's terrible. I don't like any presidents. Is I that like, a hot take? I, no, I like William Henry Harrison. Why? Because he gave that speech and then immediately got st- like pneumonia or something and died like three d- 33 days later. That's pretty cool. After his inauguration. <laughs> and that's how we got Tyler in office. Um, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that president. But yeah, uh, the only presidents I like are dead presidents. Mm-hmm. So. So maybe you'd like George W. After he died. After yeah. he took an L instead of a W. <laughs> Dude, he's never going to recover. <laughs> All right, this is depressing. Let's talk about something else. You know what I watched last night? Mm. Magnolia. You know what I watched last night? What? You watching Magnolia through your window. Oh, God, I knew it. <laughs> I saw a car, and I was like, that looks yeah. a lot like this guy's car. All right, it's been a while, but does that end with frogs just falling yeah, out of the sky? Yeah, it has the whole cathartic frog scene, which I guess, you know, I don't know how I feel about the movie as a whole. I like a lot of the the characters in it. Mm-hmm. I like the cathartic elements of it. Mm-hmm. I don't really get the entire, because the whole thing is, I don't know, if you haven't seen it in a while, it won't really matter, but the I, thematic kind of, like, theme is, the, the thematic theme, fucking listen to me, the whole theme of it is there's no coincidence, basically, it's all kind of this intricate... Everything's interconnected. Yeah, which I don't think they did a very good job um, portraying throughout the movie, but... I remember John C. Riley was, like, a proto... Tim and Eric character in that. Yeah, no, he's totally. Like a his character is awesome. His gun. <laughs> yeah, he loses. He's a, but he's like very self-aware too. And what happens to the gun? Does it get used in it a murder? It falls out when all the frogs are raining down. His gun rains down, and like in one of the last scenes, and it just goes off. Yeah, I was <laughs> waiting for that. I was like, that would be awesome. But no, it's like it. It was. It's a. I don't know how I feel about it. I like Tom Cruise's character. He's kind of a the cool, pickup like, artist. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peterson kind of guy. But he's um, a PUA. He's the kind of guy who wears sunglasses indoors. Yeah, and, but it's also cool seeing him break down throughout the movie. I was Dealing disappointed. With his dad though. dying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I was disappointed because I I confused it with happiness because Philip Seymour Hoffman is in both movies. Oh. And so there's a scene in um <laughs> in Magnolia where he's looking through a phone book and I was and he's like, like he's gonna call this fat woman up and be like, You're Yeah, I was burn. like, What is he gonna start jacking off? And the thing <laughs> where he does that, he's calling her up and he's like, Oh match. I remember I watched Happiness when I was a kid and I was like It's such a fucked up movie. I remember there's it's one of those movies where you look over at your parents and you're like, Oh, they didn't expect this to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it with your parents? <laughs> yeah, I watched a lot of movies with my parents I shouldn't have. Um You start having these flashbacks to like at the end part, we're like, "Wait, Dad, what did you oh, do with come that?" On. <laughs> no, that, there was, was that like, one line in that movie where he's like, he's asking his dad if he would molest him, and he's like, "No, but I'd probably think about it and jack off." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the last scene in the movie. God. It's so bleak. It's so uh, Todd Salons, dude. Yeah, but so the whole time in Magnolia, I was waiting for Philip Seymour Hoffman's character to start 
jacking off and calling people and then i realized like probably halfway through i was like oh wait this is a different movie see i expected him to do that in mission impossible (laughs) is he in phil uh, philip seymour hoffman's in mission impossible yeah it's just a philip seymour hoffman thing (laughs) his face just looks like someone that would jack off anonymously r.i.p he's a brilliant actor he was good. I mean, he kind of had that niche role where he always jacked off to people. But it was beautiful watching him jack off. <laughs> I'll never forget the time they were showing the clip after he died at the Oscars, and he was just jacking off for 40 seconds straight. <laughs> Glenn Close was crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was beautiful. Jack Nicholson stood up and, and clapped. You never see him do that anymore. Jack Nicholson stood up and jacked yeah, off. Yeah, Jack Nicholson stood up and ejaculated all <laughs> over the back of uh, fucking... I also felt like an idiot because I was talking to my coworker about it. Because so Sarah got me Magnolia for my birthday, like a two VHS like set, because it's a long ass movie. Yeah, because she's into frog play. Yeah, <laughs> that's her way of telling you she's into frog play. We had never seen it like the full way through. We'd seen it like halfway through and fallen asleep, and so then we were watching it. Um, but the day before I watched it, I told my coworker, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's that movie where Philip Seymour Hoffman like is like calling people anonymously, anonymous, anonymously, anonymously, and jerking off." And then I was really disappointed, but then I had to go back and tell my coworker, like, oh, I was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. You should have been like, no, dude, you missed the scene. Watch it again. <laughs> yeah. a subtle, there's a subtle subtext to it. Well, because he was really again. into, he's really into Todd Salon's movies. Yeah. And so he was like, no. When I told him, he was like, oh, actually, yeah, you were thinking of a different movie. It's actually, but. I remember when I was a kid, if you lie enough and you're just really straight about it, you keep lying about it, right? You can get somewhere, and I did this when I was a kid because if you watch Predator, like you rewatch I think that's it, that's a Hitler quote, isn't it? Um, if you tell a big enough lie for long don't enough, don't do that. <laughs> that was also Dr. Seuss said that, so like that's not. Anyway, uh, my brother, I was we were watching. Oh, it was it was after we were talking about Predator, right? Because like you rewatch that as an adult, and you're like, okay. There's a bunch of like muscle men, yeah, fighting a giant space muscle man who's got fishnets on his rippled, weird amphibian muscle man chest. Yeah, which like makes you wonder why like there's so many weird, paradoilic fucking sexual parasexual like hangups in my generation. <laughs> you know, or anybody who was like raised in the '80s, you're like. Oh gee, I wonder why we're just like watching greasy, muscular men like fight this like giant, for lack of a better term, space drag queen. Yeah, totally. With like mandibles. So, um, I was t- I was talking to my brother about it, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I-, I forgot that you could see, like, the predator was wearing this sort of like fishnet thing." And I thought, "Well, he forgot that. Maybe I should go a little further with it." I was like, "Yeah," and you can see his nipples too. He's got like nipples. And he's like, really? I'm all, yeah. And like, there's a scene where you can kind of see his penis when he's jumping. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's like, no, there isn't. I was all, dude, watch it again. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Because if you like lay enough of the foundation, you can maybe at least get someone to watch the movie again. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and you could probably find a scene that's close enough to what you're talking about. And even if you don't, you get someone else to do the footwork for you. Yeah. He's like, dude, I paused it so many times when he's jumping <laughs> over that log. I didn't see his penis. I've watched this three times now, and <laughs> uh, would Predator even have a penis if he's an alien? Man, I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh. <laughs> I just <coughs> I just swallowed my <coughs> own spit. Tom. Um, <coughs> the, the, oh. Uh I one of the things about Magnolia is Magnolia is one of those movies where it's like a really brilliant director, but Americans are such dipshits that like they for some reason they always get excited about the one movie that a really great director puts out that isn't actually that great. Like which P.T. Anderson? Like which yeah, one? Paul Thomas Anderson. It's like Magnolia like made a huge splash in America, right? Yeah. And it's like he's got so many other movies that are so much better. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I took out of it is yeah. that because I mean I I think he started writing that like after he had done Boogie Nights or I may be totally wrong about that, but it was you know Boogie Nights was I think his big like first one. Yeah. Um, and that was an amazing movie. Yeah, that one's really great. And then that one's got a penis in it. No question there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And also the penis of a predator. Oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying sexual predator, but definitely some kind of a violent predator. He he is a predator towards Vietnamese people. One guy in particular. Yeah. Yeah, a Vietnamese mm. person, but. It's it's interesting scene and he I guess like I read like a interview with him about the movie like a while ago where he started just with the title Magnolia and he was oh, like Paul Thomas Anderson yeah or no not yeah not Mark Wahlberg I was like because yeah. I mean like God why would you waste your time doing yeah. an interview <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg one of the dumbest men to ever be in movies yeah no he's horrible he's, he's but, so stupid <laughs> but uh, P T Anderson started with the title Magnolia he's like I'm gonna make this movie around this title yeah. and it seems like that where it's like you know the ending especially it's just like where are you going with this. He's like, well, let's just have frogs rain down from the sky. Yeah. Like, that'll solve all the weird little qualms. Like, I went through a long period of time where I was taking a shitload of Thorazine because I was going through psychotic periods. And my wife told me, you need to stop taking so much Thorazine. And I said, listen, I'm trying to find my muse. I'm trying to find my moment. And so I said, I'm going to build an entire film around one word, one phrase, one term. And she's like, okay, but it shouldn't be fart bottom acres. He's like, God damn it. And then I said, okay. God and then I stopped taking Thorazine, and I realized I'm not married, and that <laughs> I've never had a wife. And I don't even know what Fart Bottom Acres is supposed to be. But then I look up, and uh, I see a beautiful magnolia tree. Well, I'm later told that it was not a tree, nor was it, in fact, a magnolia tree. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, and Paul. you're That's listening profound. to Fresh Air with Terry Gross. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was disappointed. I had only seen it halfway through most of the... the I, I think I tried two times, and I just mm-hmm. fell asleep each time. It's a boring fucking movie. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I like a lot of the dialogue. A lot, like, Julianne Moore's character is pretty cool. You um, know what knocks me out every time? What? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's a good one, yeah. Never made it through it. Every oh, it knocks... I thought you meant it knocks No, knocks, out, like, no, knocks, knocks me out. Like, I fall knocks asleep. Out of the park. I'm, I just... I tried to watch it, and I'm like... I like that movie. I'm sure it's great. I've just, I've put numerous good faith efforts into and appreciate it. Yeah. And that movie is like, um, G G H B for me or something. You know what's a good kung fu movie is uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Do you see that one? Of course. But yeah. that uh, Kung Fu Hustle is good only if you've seen like a bunch of other Kung Fu movies. Yeah, it's very referential. Right, and then th- the best part about it is the mom who kicks a bunch of ass. 
Totally, yeah, the older woman. Yeah, because like the whole thing about kung fu movies was I, I grew up, I'm, I don't know, I grew up in the age of having the like cult section in the VHS like rental, you know, the video rental place, and their way of like padding the the wall a bit on that and making some extra money was just having a shitload of like kung fu like double feature VHSs. Uh huh. And you'd see the one that would be like Bruce Lee, and it would just be some white guy named Bruce. Lee, who just happened to be in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I learned about like Michael Dudikoff uh-huh. and like all these like really like C level like kung fu guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I would watch all the Michael Dudikoff movies <laughs> just because I love saying his last name. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you go through like the hits, you go through like Bloodsport and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, with Jean Claude. Who was supposed to play the Predator originally. I remember you telling that story. But and he the, was too little. He was too short. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't scary. <laughs> so, they were yeah. just making fun of him. They couldn't take him seriously. Yeah. I mean, how could you? If you're smaller than the other muscle guys. And the accent, too. Well, the Predator doesn't do a lot of talking, thankfully. <laughs> but on set, I mean. It'd be really funny if he did. He's like, on guard. <laughs> I am going to hit you with my laser. <laughs> I'm going camouflage now. Yeah. You cannot see me. Michael Dudikoff. I used to, no matter how you feel, your words can bring me down. That I am beautiful. But I would just go, Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your roundhouse can bring me down. Who's that? Like James? Uh, or No, that's, uh, um, oh, fuck. Was it Christina Aguilera? Oh, it is Christina Aguilera. Then, I was, was thinking of that no, one that's, you're beautiful. But it was written by Linda Perry, who was the singer for Four Non Blondes. Oh, no way. Yeah, the, hi. Yeah. Yeah, that giant. I was thinking of the mouth. one that's like, you're beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to sing that, though. Michael Dudikoff. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I never really got into, like, uh, kung fu movies. There's that, um... We got, or I don't know if this is, we got one on They're VHS bad. that's The Odd Couple, but it's a kung fu movie. I don't know, I've never seen it. Have you heard of The Odd Couple, though? I mean, like, as in Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon in the, like, fucking, is it a Billy Wilder movie or something? Yeah, it's like yeah. a, like an old, dun, like, dun, 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 yeah, and then, dun, dun, I guess dun, they made a kung fu dun, movie dun, called dun, The Odd dun, Couple. Dun, they just totally stole the title. What, these guys are living in an apartment together? They're, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really follow what's going on. It's all in Chinese, and there were no subtitles. and It was just fighting most of the time. And my favorite um, funny kung fu it's movie, just a, though. It's just, a, it's, a, it's, not, it's just a, a fucking soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, there's fighting all the time. It's just people yelling at each other. <laughs> so much fun. It's so violent. It's so great. Yeah, this guy comes home, and he's like yelling at his wife. There's a uh, one good uh, kung fu movie I saw that was Shaolin Dolomite, and it was Dolomite um, introducing basically like an old kung fu movie, and then they dubbed over all of the actors, and they had like these weird like Wu Tang Clan references throughout the whole thing. Yeah, they used to have that in New Orleans on like not public access, but one of the cheap channels, the free channels, like late at night. <laughs> It was like hip hop kung fu, mm-hmm. and it was just like a bunch of bad dudes like, "Damn man, I'm gonna kick you in the head." Yeah, it was, but this was like more artfully done. Like it wasn't as yeah. like over the top as that. Like there was still 
a huge story arc and there were like all these kind of weird like different families were feuding with each other but then they would cut in and this movie was filmed in like the 70s or something right but then they would cut in clips of dolomite like in the 90s running through the forest trying to like re like act like he was a part of the movie right like oh shit man oh and then there'd be a fight scene going on then it would cut back to him be like damn man what you doing but so but like the cultural like gestalt like had caught up at that point where like those references were like firmly in place and it would make sense like in the wake of like wu-tang and stuff whereas like the bubbling milieu that that created the whole Wu-Tang thing and all that kind of shit was probably just from people watching shitty kung fu movies late at night because they didn't have anything else to watch. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying, like, what I had as a kid, because I didn't really have much in the way of, like, more modern entertainment. I think I had an, one, an old Nintendo, but, like, I didn't fuck with it that much, like a Game Boy, was literally just renting all these, like, terrible old movies. Um, And, uh... And playing with, like, like just watching. like I And I would make this point, maybe it was, like, masochistic, but I'd be like, I'm going to watch this whole fucking thing, mm-hmm. even if it's awful. And they were always awful. Well, I mean, I feel like I still do that now. Even I mean, in another movie that I watched last night was, or half of it, was Lake Placid. You ever see that? Is that an alligator? It's like a prehistoric alligator. Yeah, kind of it's, movie. it's like a carnosaur. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hor it's a horrible movie. Yeah, and um, that's another one Sarah got for me for my birthday. Doesn't and it, it has have the, like one star in it or something? Like a it has the guy that played the president in in uh, Independence Day, so he's Bill, not even really a Bill star. Bill Paxton. Is that his name? No, Bill Pullman. Bill Shit. Pullman. Yeah, yeah that's Bill it. Pullman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I just did the thing that's like a fucking cliche where you get those two confused. Well, they're pretty close. They're not, but anyway. But that one was um, really bad. But, you know, I enjoy a lot of movies like that. That's why I have such an extensive VHS collection. I can't do it anymore. Because there are so many horrible movies I can't watch garbage movies anymore. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I don't do it as much. I used to do it, like, daily. Mm -hmm. But um, now I just don't really watch anymore. I, I don't watch that many movies at all. I'm trying to watch more. We should again. watch Ninth Company sometime together. What's that? I think it's called Ninth Company. Uh, it's um, it's about it's a Russian war movie that they threw a lot of money at about Russians in the invasion of Afghanistan. Uh, before we so it's from like the 80s or, yeah, or like the 90s it's it, it it was made in the 2000s but oh, it's okay. set in the 80s mm-hmm. and there's this like super nationalistic uh actor who plays like the the training guy who trains these literal children like their kids to go be in Afghanistan and then there's this like epic scene at the end where basically everyone gets massacred like for the Even most the part the children i mean they're young military dudes now yeah and they're like they're like little like street criminal like urchin 'er ne'er-do-wells from like you know moscow or something Mm -hmm. and this guy trains them and you know in in like the russian military they have those striped shirts that look like really silly and those little hats yeah and there's this scene at the end where the guy is like running like he he's like 
break going on a breakdown. He's like running through a field and like <laughs> just like crying, thinking about how all these kids died. Even though it's like kind of a great movie and it's very action packed and also frankly terrifying because like these d- new Mujahideen dudes like come and they don't fuck around. Like they just show up and they like deal on these kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really violent gunplay and like characters that you'd gotten really close to just like get smoked. But um was, oh, the thing I'm going with with that is the main actor in it. I can't remember his name, but uh, he got in some trouble because, you know, when Russia was he, – he's ultra-nationalistic. So when R- Russia was, like, basically invading the Crimean Peninsula and at war with Ukraine or whatever, he went to the front line wearing a press helmet because he's a, an actor to go, like, get some pictures taken, and he fired off live ammunition towards the other side. <laughs> He's this big asshole bozo guy. I'm gonna pull up a picture of him. So it was like a, it was like a pro Russia. Yeah, movie. it was a, it was like Saving Private Ryan for Russians. Wow. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of like Russian cinema that's like that kind of genre. They have their own X Men with a bear in it. <laughs> what? I'm not making this up. Does the bear have any powers, or is he just a bear? I mean, yeah, he's got powers. He's well, like, uh, bears have inherent powers, I guess. But no, but he's like a human bear man. Oh, okay. So it's not just a bear that they put on screen. No, it's the bear is made up out of um, out of uh, uh, CGI. So he's like the Hulk. He's oh, like okay. Russian Hulk. This is the guy. Holy shit. He's got a big, stupid head. That's kind of a bad picture. Let me find another one. He got in some serious trouble. Uh, Mikhail Eugenovich Porochenkov is a Russian film actor. Wait, that guy's Russian? With that kind of name? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, shit. He's a fucking Pisces. Here it is. What does that mean, Colin? Uh, Listen, in October 2014, Poroshenkov was wanted by Ukrainian authorities for allegedly engaging in terrorist activities in Donetsk. He was filmed firing a heavy weapon while wearing protective clothing with press markings. (laughs) (laughs) Ukrainian (laughs) officials said they would charge him with participation in activities of the so-called DNR uh, and participation activities of armed gangs. He's been banned from entering the Ukraine as a result. He sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, he's a bitch. You should beat him up. I want to do that. Just show up to places with press <laughs> shit. At a war zone <laughs> and just blast away. <laughs> yeah. I I remember reading about that and thinking it was like one of the funniest fucking things. It's just like, what a piece of shit. That's insane. Let me see if I can find a picture of his stupid head. In the movie, he just looks so funny. I don't know. We, we should probably watch it sometime. I would be more than willing to watch that movie it's so funny the just how kind of like not lawless russia is but oh he's, god he's training yeah. the boys in that picture yeah with his fake scars and stuff yeah so he's like running through a field of poppies like his big dramatic moment or some kind of field he's just crying and he, grabbing flowers he should not be an actor he's he has the face of like i mean like it's kind of like james gandolfini where no it's dude like, that's like you shouldn't really be like a an attractive person yeah but he is there he was 
He was very charismatic. He's charismatic. That's it. This I guess. guy, I guess this is like Russian Russell Crowe. Rus- Russian, yeah, Russian yeah, Crow. yeah, yeah, Russian Crow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm not Russian, dude. They got weird ideas over there. They do have weird ideas. Um, and like, like I was, I was trying to say, I because I don't want to paint Russia as like this lawless. I mean, I've never fucking been there, so I don't know. But yeah, it's not a very big place, so like you could just kind of like easily figure <laughs> out what the people are like in no time. I mean, I know what that guy did. I know what uh, Putin's like. I guess because I've seen those pictures. The Democrats of him on the tell me that Putin's a real red menace. He's crazy. He, have you seen those pictures of him on the horses? I have. He's. I mean, he looks really strong. I love learning. To be that honest, he's like five five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that stoked me out so much. <laughs> That's such a good move to just take like all these like glorious pictures of yourself as like propaganda, and then you're like fucking. Just take a picture. Just find he's a like as tall as my mom, dude. You'd find a picture of him standing next to George W. Bush, who's like my height. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like obviously like three, four inches shorter. <laughs> yeah. He's he, he's possibly the richest man on the planet because he's been involved in like deep grift for so long in the I mean, Russian he's Empire. He's a baller. He's a you shot caller. You can't hate the player. You got to hate the game. That's my take on Putin? Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Yeah. You can. There's some games where you can hate the player and the game. Like what? Soccer. Sure. Football. Football. Whatever the fuck they call it over there. You say this to me right after Diego Maradona has died? Fuck Maradona. Fucking communist. Fuck. There's your red scare. There's your little 5'5 five, five menace right there. <laughs> that guy was tiny. Was he pretty short? Yeah, he was 5'5. Five, five. I didn't really know much about him until he died and I started reading about him. He cheated to win the World Cup against England, which is hilarious. Hey, that's cool. See, don't hit the player, hit the game. Right after the... Uh, Right after the Falkland Wars. I can't get drunk on these. Yeah, you can. You just don't know it yet. Really? Yeah. You've gotten drunk on White Claw alone before. No other alcohol, just White Claw. Yes, I have. Yeah, I've gotten like extremely drunk on White Claw. How many? 50, at least. I can't remember. All right, well, if you drink 50 of any alcohol. <laughs> no, you'll you'll feel it, don't worry. Cause, I mean, they're 5%. It's like drinking a beer. No, it's not. Because if it I is. if I had fucking two and a half beers in me, I'd be feeling it. Yeah, but that's a. Th- it's like it sneaks up on you. It's kind of like you know when you first start getting like wine drunk and you first start drinking wine when you're younger, and it sneaks up on you, and you like drink like a whole bottle of wine and you're like, oh, I'll be fine, and then like two hours later, you're just like passed out in a parking lot and some dude's asking you if you need a ride home <laughs> you're like covered in puke and you're like no I don't and then you wake up five hours later and the guy's inside you and you're like what's going on could I get a ride home and he's like I thought you didn't need a ride home and it's like it's a whole thing <laughs> you don't need a ride home you're home kid <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean where are you going where you gotta go where you gotta go you're home this is your home now um my coworker told me today that he's excited to get his AR-15 back. I don't really know what Who I took was... took it away from him? I, don't, I think he was lending it to someone. I don't know. It was Ooh, kind of a that's confusing... Not a, that's not a thing that you lend. He was like, oh, yeah, we're getting our... And maybe it was like his girlfriend's AR-15. I don't know, but... Um, Is it the uh, bad coworker? Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I wouldn't even call him bad. It's the the coworker I have the conflicted feelings about. Yeah. So he's getting his AR-15 back, which means that he's be like, "No, dude, they just finished the swastika engraving." <laughs> and he like said it to me like really like 
he was very celebratory about it and i was like okay that's cool um like i don't have anything like really against like guns or even like an ar-15 where it's like i don't think people should have ar-15s i don't it doesn't make sense to me but it's like whatever you know like that's cool it's not cool but it's i don't know i don't know how i feel about it but i was just like oh cool and he uh he was like, yeah, we got, like, all this ammunition for it, and, like, we're gonna go shoot it, it's gonna be super fun, and I was like, that's tight, man, like, I've never shot a gun, so I don't know what it feels like, but it must be fun to shoot this, like, military-grade weapon into, like, whatever, like, just a... A, I feel, mean, a field of cows. Yeah. <laughs> must be, must feel good to just kill a bunch of innocent beings. I mean, my feeling about it is if, like... If you didn't bring it up, it's pretty stupid for him to just be like, dude, I'm getting my weapon back. Like, I Yeah, well, especially like an AR-15 where I feel like that's like specifically like a really like contested kind of gun right now. I mean, it has been for a while, but it just seems weird for him to be like, yeah, I'm getting this like fucking... I don't care about your hobby that occasionally kills people. Yeah. You want to talk about a hobby that occasionally kills people? It's the same as kink. <laughs> he's like dude i'm getting my gimp gimp uh, costume back i'm getting my fucking choker back dude, it's like getting, i don't care i'm getting my tie back yeah i'm gonna be able to go to the closet again dude i'm gonna finally 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 be on the pain olympics this t- year <laughs> i'm gonna make the cut get it the cut uh i feel like i don't need to know about your little like big boy hobby you know what i mean like i don't yeah but it's also it's weird because we spend so much time together mm-hmm. conversation runs dry pretty quick like, there's a lot of time spent in silence, which I'm fine with. Yeah, exactly. I really don't mind that. I'd rather be in silence than hearing about fucking, you know, this idiot's AR-15. Yeah. Which I know, it's like, you know, like, when people get an AR-15, they're not getting, obviously, they're not getting it for hunting. They're either getting it for, I mean, I think there are two things that they're really getting it for, is the adrenaline rush of just shooting it. Like, they probably love that shit, which I get. Like, that's fine. Like, go to a shooting range, use one, and then put it back, and then, like, leave or whatever. I don't know that if that's even how shooting ranges work, if you can, like, use a gun from there. But no, um, that's not usually how that works. You okay, bring well, I don't know shit. But, so it's either for the adrenaline rush, or it's because they're preparing for something that they think is going to come. And, like, that's fucking terrifying to just be, like... How much bigger than this guy are you? Probably, like... I'd say like at least six inches. You should just get his AR-15 from him. <laughs> <laughs> just take it and then put put my put my hand on his forehead. Well, he's swinging. Yeah. Hold- <laughs> just come over to his house. And be like, Yeah, what's up? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to see your gun. <laughs> really? Which one? The AR-15. Cool. And then he like pulls it out, and you're just like, All right, that. And you can I hold it? And, and he's like, Yeah. And then you're like, Okay, I'm gonna go now. It's got guns in it. It's got bullets in it, right? And it's like, yeah, it's loaded. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm leaving now. This is this is mine. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? Huh? You know, is what are you gonna call the cops? Not very libertarian of you. <laughs> Just take his AR-15. Yeah, it's mine now. He's like, okay. I mean, you can borrow it. Yeah, no, I'm borrowing it for the extent of the apocalypse. Hey, uh, query. Yeah. <laughs> if you're truly libertarian. How can you be opposed to one taking your gun? Exactly. Yeah, look, I just used 
more excessive force to get it away from. Well, that's the one thing they believe that law should exist to do is protect their property because they're huge pussies. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, the law should only exist to make sure that I have things and people can't take them away from me. <laughs> this whole libertarian philosophy is that you can exploit other people as much as you can, and then if anyone tries to like even the score, you get to go bitch to the judge. You get to go bitch to the referees. You get to go run over and be like... <laughs> Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, okay. So I'm white and I own shit, and uh, this guy took some of my shit, <laughs> and I want it back. <laughs> yeah, no, that's him running down the street there. I think so. Anyway, I can't tell. Just go shoot him, officer. <laughs> um, He's wearing baggy pants. Yeah, the whole thing is like I believe in personal liberty, but I will call the police on you and hide in my bathroom if you steal a lawn ornament of mine. Yeah. If you steal my racist lawn jockey from my yard, I will call the police while crying in my bathroom. A query. A, a queer. A quandary. You, you stand up while you pee, but you call yourself a communist. <laughs> How do you square that circle? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> He's friends with that guy, isn't he? Yeah. A query. God. If we lived in a truly equal community, wouldn't you cut off your genitals? Doesn't gender not truly exist? This guy's, ah, ah, I've got you. <laughs> yeah, this guy's wife's in the background. <laughs> can we go home, Just, please? She's like, can we go home so I can ride the motorcycle better than you can? <laughs> Just can, can we go home? I like how these people like invent scenarios of how they're being like um, oppressed or harmed. Yeah. When they're just bored, yeah, <laughs> and they don't have any friends because like no one likes them. It's like nobody likes you because you're a fucking asshole. It's like I'm being oppressed. Yeah, you're being oppressed in the sense that people don't want to spend time with you or they make fun of you. <laughs> and then that just kind of like that makes their circle smaller to where it's like just people that think exactly like them. So it's like they don't really have to feel those feelings anymore. Yeah. And then uh, and it's like, wait, then nobody's oppressed. Yeah. Then what are you talking about? A query. Yeah, a query. A quandary. <laughs> if Question. <laughs> Question number one. You have money. How is it that you are oppressed? Yeah. Answer time now. Three seconds. <laughs> Nothing. Question number two. You oppress me by disliking me. How is that okay? That's not a question. <laughs> three seconds to answer. Yeah. Uh, Nothing? I, question number three. Yeah. It, it, question number one. If I'm such a baby bitch boy, how come I have never been dunked into a toilet since I was in ninth grade? Not once. <laughs> not once has that happened to me. I, no, admittedly, it happened to me at least 100 times in ninth grade. But it has not happened to me subsequently. Well, uh, I, uh, I, I don't really understand what you're trying to get at here, but... Um, I, <laughs> what are you uh, mad about? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, my, my favorite thing about this story about this dude, I should have... I'm, I'm going to be as vague as possible, but... Was... Uh, and I should have known that this was like a pretty big red flag, that this was somebody that you did not want to have any business dealings with or have anything to do with. Was... Uh, he like has his son like come live with him 
And then his son immediately is like, no, nah, fuck you, dad, and just moves out with his girlfriend and gets a job. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's just, he goes, it's so sad, yeah, but goes, also like, fuck he's you. He's like, in my house, it's, there's going to be rules, and we're going to make it's going to fly. And his son's just like, you know what? Eat a dick. I'm out of here. I, I'm running away. Oh, yeah, no, my version of running away is getting a job and getting a fucking apartment and not talking to you because <laughs> yeah. you're a fucking prick. <laughs> like, that's a pretty big red flag if your kid's just like, yeah, dude, d- your power trip is fucking bullshit. And it's so funny because, like, I, we're supposed to feel bad for these people, but, like, the the very, like, why would you feel bad for somebody who is just literally all they have to do is just loosen the belt a notch and stop being assholes? Like, get rid of a little bit of their stupid bullshit. And, like, it's like, all right, I'm not a dickhead anymore. I had that joke about, uh, remember when they took the statue down at yeah. the plaza? And, like, er- everyone turned into this culture war thing. And my perspective was, like, you know, listen to whatever the natives want to do. That's sort of, like, I, I think the tribes kind of have the best vibe on it because, you know, it is their land. But personally, I didn't. I thought it was, like, mostly a performative gesture at best because it's, like... yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, my my attitude was like, all right, but I'm gonna put that on the back of my truck, and now I'm the mayor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like shit falls apart. Who do you? Act? It's some Mad Max shit. It's like, oh, the guy who's got the giant bronze man on the back of his truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's who. He, he gets shit done. I'm just hanging out in my garage, my feet kicked up, my bronze man parked out front. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, there's a fire downtown, and I'm like. Oh, we should get some people together to go put that out. Yeah. Also, uh, my neighbor stole one of my chickens. It's all well. You can have his dog now. Then <laughs> 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 I just go back to relaxing. <laughs> read, read an old National Geographic that I've got stacked up since the '60s. Like, hey, I don't. I, I want a burrito. I don't have any money, but I got all this coffee. Trade. Trade. Agrarian co- economy. Agrarian economy. Just like that. Oh, by the way. Need about a little taste of that coffee. Yeah. That's how this works. You're just like a mob boss. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if you're coming to bother me for questions, because back in the old day, that's what it should be. This is the reason why I don't really get into political arguments with people anymore because I want to get paid for it. <laughs> it's, it's just to talk. Just to talk politics. You want to? No, if I'm going to educate you on some shit. That's true. I mean, it's not your job. I mean, it's it, is your, job. it yeah. is your job, and sh- you should get paid for it. I like it when people who say it's not my job to educate you are people who are in college, presumably to become educators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm in the academic world, but it's not my job to educate you. It's like, bitch, you're trying to be a fucking associate <laughs> professor somewhere. <laughs> it is exactly your job. This is your tryout. Me, it's not my job. Never went to college, didn't graduate high school, not my concern. However, if you really want to have some sort of like, you know, cogent conversation about the way things are going or how things are falling apart, I'll have that with you. I just want you to throw a couple ducats in the fucking coin tray. You That's know, it. Be a good idea is to go around town with a sign that says $5 to educate you. No, you better better make... idea is to go around town with a giant statue in the back of my truck. <laughs> you know, people that says, I'm the mayor now. <laughs> no, I don't even need a sign. That does say that I'm the mayor now. <laughs> you know... Since they got rid of that one, uh, I'm just going to grab that fisherman down at the wharf in Eureka. And put it up in the middle of the plaza. <laughs> no, it's going to be in the back of a a trailer that my truck is pulling around. <laughs> and I'll be driving around with it. And uh, people will be like, you know, what, what's that all about? And then someone will be like, shh, the mayor is driving through. Maybe he's going to say something. You know what would be cool is if... Um, Whoever had the most bronze statues in their trailer was the mayor. 
And so you just had a whole town of people driving around with bronze statues, and you had to figure out who was the mayor based on who had the most bronze statues. At that point, what I would just do is give myself a big megaphone for the top of the truck. <laughs> just sh- and you just, I'm the mayor. No, I'm I would the just mayor. be like, <clears throat> it would be like that crazy intro to that uh, Kanye song, Mercy. Um, I don't it, know if I know that one. It's pretty good. I only know that. I know like two Kanye songs where there's a one where he says, um, you can't have shoes without shoestrings. You've brought this up before, yeah. Which I thought was a brilliant line. And which then is like the totally untrue, bound. but yeah. Well, yeah. It's okay. It's It might be a flawed line in that you could have Velcro or you could even have moccasins that don't have any shoestrings or, or you could have gumboots gumboots or what I, crocs um but that's i thought it was a good line but um then bound to where him and kim are making love on a motorcycle i listen to that song and watch the video a lot all right so this is uh what's going on i'm driving around as a mayor mm-hmm. and this is what's coming out of my fucking uh Like, who is that guy? What the fuck is going on? This <laughs> is me driving around, and people are like, what the fuck like, is... Shh, 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 that's the mayor. What's his... Pla- oh, wait, hold on, hold on. He's stepping up to the podium. What's he going to say? <laughs> shh, shh, everyone be quiet. Be quiet. He's about to talk, I think. I got a Bane mask on. <laughs> I think he's about to talk. I'm not really sure. That's just what's happening. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. Uh, remember when My Life in the Bush of... You ever listen to My Life in the Bush of Ghosts? Yeah, with uh, it's Brian Eno and um, David Byrne. Yeah, it was the album that Brian or David Byrne made as a fuck you to the rest of the talking head. If you read about them, by the way, David Byrne was apparently a fantastic asshole. I could see that. To the other people in it. He's recently uh, diagnosed himself with autism, and the drummer for Talking Heads is like, oh, yeah, is that what it is, David? You, you have autism? Is that?" <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, I mean, you, you called him an asshole, and I was like, well, I think he might have just been a little on the spectrum. But yeah, no, that's what he says, but... It's a fine line between asshole and autist. And then, I mean, it's like you have a lot of options... In terms of what you could play through there. I could also be driving through town with this shit blaring. And like everyone's like, "What? Well, hold on. Does someone hear the mayor's vehicle approaching? That's Wait, like from that's far away. Mayor. Wait, stop eating. Wait, hold on. Yeah. And it's He's like, coming. He's like, coming. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's him or not. No, I hear him. He's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's just a sort of noise. In the back. But yeah, no, this is the album he made is like a... Eat a eat a big dick to the rest of the talking. It's really heads. good. I like it's a it. great album. Don't get it's me like wrong. It's like one of the first like instances of like heavy sampling. Huge like, happened in music. And I, for the record, I don't give a shit about like band warfare or who's a jerk or who isn't. I've met pretty famous musicians in my life, and a lot of them are massive dickheads. It doesn't like diminish from the art. I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, no, totally. Like who cares? This is my vehicle. Oh right my now. god. That's the mayor. You see him? 
Look at that big statue. He must be the mayor. That's me. That's me making that voice, and I'm painted gold. I'm naked and just painted gold. So there's no statue anymore. You're just no, the statue's still in the back, but I'm. I'm the statue's still in the back, but I'm just painted gold, and I'm just like. Dude. Just driving through town. <laughs> that's some good shit, man. That's, that's that's how you let people know that you're the. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did that in Fortuna? <laughs> it was just a bunch of farmers just like sw- like swipe the sweat off their brow and be like, "What the fuck?" Oh, Keith, I guess we got a new god now or something. <laughs> Looks like the gays got in. <laughs> no, man, they straight up like, I guess we have a new god now. <laughs> let's go <laughs> Let's go cut open an animal. Naked as shit. Just <laughs> covered in gold paint. Covered in... <laughs> Yeah, I own this. T- and the funniest thing is, it's like society hasn't collapsed. It's just like um, they shut down the economy again because of COVID. <laughs> and they you like, just claim yourself as mayor. Yeah, they do the shutdown again. I'm like, fuck this. I'm seizing my moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, this, this can't last to for too long. It's the best time to do it because the local cops are freaked out because of the whole defund the police thing. You can't get arrested for breaking windows anymore. Your buddy Joey proved that. That's true. So it's like. That is a what's to stop me truth. from like a huge power grab right now? This is <clears> the time. <throat> They're terrified of fucking like you know a public backlash. I know where to get an AR-15. <laughs> That's been established. Yeah. I know where to get a statue. I'll give you the address once I find it. Yeah, I I know where to get a statue. I could probably figure out where to get a fucking mic. What do they do with that statue? Like put it in a oh like that, history he, museum. Or that something? one's supposedly mailed back to the. The Taft Museum. That was the funniest thing too. Our, our former mayor was like, "It's gonna cost half a million dollars. <laughs> it costs like fourteen thousand bucks to just take the thing down and ship it." <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> that guy's such a dickhead. I mean, so you're right. In, fucking voted out. <laughs> you are right in saying that it's like a. Did he? He's not mayor anymore. No, he's gone. Nice. One of the best things about running for this office is I feel like I may have helped split the vote to fucking get rid of the incumbents. Yeah, totally. Um, but it is funny, like what you're. It is a totally symbolic gesture. Like yeah, it really it's doesn't mean anything. It's, it's it's literally the least you can do to try to make some kind of reparation towards the native people here. Yeah, but it it it's so funny that there was such a big backlash. Like people like what we're just erasing history. Like they're acting like it's a like Confederate statue or something. Mm. And it's just like there's a Union statue. And but even then, I mean, I I understand the push to get it taken down. It's a stupid thing to have a statue of really anybody that was president. I'm not or, a fan of statues of people in general. Yeah. I mean, like you got to draw a line eventually. Like obviously, I think someone like all right, maybe William Shakespeare or whatever, right? That's cool. Or like Nina Simone, that'd uh, be pretty cool. Hawkeye from Mash, but or uh, uh, Walt from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. No, I mean, he was a great but character. The, the thing is, like... He did a lot for society. The thing is, like, uh, when it comes to, like, statues, is like, let's be entirely honest here. What would have a better shelf life? Uh, a statue of any of the presidents during our lifetime, my lifetime and your lifetime, or statue of Cookie Monster? Mm. 
That's a universally loved figure. Yeah. Everyone can relate to him. He's a, and he's a sign of American gluttony, so he's mildly problematic, but it's in a cool way. Yeah. Well, because people are telling him no. I mean, and that's something that libertarians can get behind, too. <laughs> people are telling him no, and he says, yes, I want a cookie. I do what I want. One of my favorite cookie monster takes was uh, on Twitter. It was uh, someone who just said, cookie monster has forward-facing eyes that are on the top of his head, which means that he is <laughs> his skull is shaped like an aquatic... Um, Ambush predator. Like a flounder or <laughs> no, something. No, an aquatic ambush predator. <laughs> Forward facing eyes at the top of his <laughs> And his prey is the cookies. <laughs> they didn't say, they didn't specify because they just show him eating cookies. I feel like you give him cookies because that's the compromise. But secretly behind the scenes, he's probably into the other Sesame Street no, characters. No, it's like this. It's like if you're going to film him with children, you have to keep feeding him cookies constantly to keep him distracted. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the same way, like the live taping would have gone horribly yeah. if they ran out of cookies. <laughs> like, you, yeah, you can do that with like bears in like movies or chimpanzees or tigers or something. It's like, no, we got to keep them distracted. We don't want them to eat, you know, M- Mary Lou. Um, and then, yeah, and that's the whole. He just eats. I, I I thought it was really funny when they found out. Oh, there's an Elizabeth Olsen. She's the third Olsen, and I was just like, Oh, the Olsen twins. So it's an Olsen trio. It's well, a- but they're not twins. She's. A, this is what I'm trying to get to. You kind of ruined the joke there. But I was like, finding out there's a third Olsen sister, and I was like, What did what happened to her? <laughs> <laughs> did she get fucking eaten or something? Um, and then you just find out. Oh no, she's just a different age. Duh. That makes more sense. Um, sorry, uh, man. No, it's okay. No, I fucked it up. I'm sorry. No, you can leave now. Okay. Yeah, you can go. We've covered some pretty good ground. I don't know how long has this been going. I don't know. It doesn't say on here. Maybe you could. You probably want to edit some of the boring parts out. Like, for instance, um, hold on. Let me try to track this a little bit. All right. So when this mic is off, <laughs> that's the one that you're gonna want to. I'll just have a, a monologue yeah. of Colin just <laughs> talking, responding to a voice in the back of the room droning. <laughs> It'd be really funny if I was that much of a narcissist. That would be, I mean, you'd be like Tom Cruise from Magnolia, where it's just like cut out the black chick that's interviewing him and just have him talk the entire time. I'd rather be like... You um, kind of dress like him, too. I'd Tom ra- Cruise and Magnolia. I would rather be like uh, 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 Patrick Bateman and just masturbate and have sex while looking in the mirror. Oh, my God. Is that the mayor? I think I hear him. Wait, 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 wait. Put your drink down. Come on. Let's go out to the street. Oh, my God. It's him. Yeah, it's, it's him. painted gold. <laughs> my, it's I, him. Eyes are bleeding because apparently you're not supposed to put that shit anywhere oh near God, your fucking... it's the mayor. <laughs> anywhere near your mu- mucus membrane. He's defunding the police. <laughs> He's replacing the police with his own militia. And it's just him. With an AR-15. It's covered just in gold. The, <laughs> the new mayor of Arcata is replacing the police with himself with an AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> covered in gold, naked as shit. Here's his cell phone number. Call him anytime. There's a, oh god, the mayor just farted his bed.
Oh my god. I heard he got pink eye from farting into his pillow. Yeah. It's the mayor. I live like that. <laughs>